Jenny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, Excuse me! She's pro wrestling's queen of mean. But behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences. From no-holds-barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars, the real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! Excuse me, uh... Yeah, I'm still not good at that. But welcome to the Vicky Guerrero Show. I'm not Vicky. I'm Jerry Strauss, her faithful co-host, producer. Uh, whatever the case may be, I am here. Vicky is uh, on the road in action, doing so many different things. Uh, lots of exciting projects that you are going to be seeing from Vicky Guerrero. She's going to be popping up in some really cool places really, really soon. So watch out for our social media. But uh, for now... You're here, and we thank you for it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Of course, we know that many of you are here because you're waiting for what we've got to give you, a big part two, because last week we had a big part one, a conversation unlike any I think that we've ever heard on this show or maybe any I've ever heard in my life uh, as Vicky uh, went one-on-one with her own daughter, Shaw. Uh, You know her, of course, from the wrestling landscape, from her music career. Um, What a cool young lady Shawl is, and she has lived many a lifetime uh, already. Uh, And uh, she's certainly in a great, great place now, but has experienced so many peaks, so many valleys in her young life. And boy, did they go in-depth last week. Boy, did they get honest, real uh, nothing held back between mom and daughter, and that was just part one. Um, it was too big of a conversation for one week, so this week things are going to ramp up even more. Get ready, buckle your seatbelts. Uh, it's going to be something. Want to get, of course, a cheap plug in. Many of you hear Vicky Guerrero uh, beyond this show on my podcast. The Laugh Track with Jerry Strauss. She's been doing a segment called Name the Catchphrase, which has been a lot of fun. And, of course, on that show, we talk to some of your favorite stars of TV's funniest shows, past and present, everything from Seinfeld to Friends, The Office, Parks and Rec. We've had stars from all these shows and so many more. We have a great time every week, and we'd love for you to check us out. Our website's at laughtrackpod.com. And, again, Vicky Guerrero, now a part of that show as well. So an extra dose of Vicky coming at you each and every week. But let's give you a big dose of Vicky right now. Here is Vicky and Shaw. This is part two. Here we go. Let's talk talk about um, your next move after you finished Vet Tech and you did drip. Uh, Then you married um, your husband, Matt, which is my son-in-law, in 2016. Um, and then y'all moved to Chicago. Urgh. I know, but uh. I, I, it's fucking cold, but I love it so much. Like moving to Chicago was really hard because we've always pretty much been in El Paso or like in the suburbs in Florida. So I've never been in a big city before. And um, it was honestly, I think the best thing ever um, because I got to, when I moved here, I didn't know where I wanted to be or anything like that. I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, but then I found the Vaudettes. Um, at the time they were called the underground Vaudettes and I auditioned for them. 
basically they were like this um, cabaret dance group. And I was like, oh my gosh, a group of badasses. And I remember like they were all different shapes, sizes, and colors. And I was like, this is amazing. I could be a professional dancer and not feel like I have to lose 30 pounds or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and it I, honestly, after I got accepted in there, it just, I, they're, they're a part of my life now. They're a huge thing that I do now. I don't know how dad would feel about it, but <laughs> I love you, dad, but he would have to just get on board because I'm a grown ass woman. So, yeah. uh, I, I and we had the Vaudettes on my show before during the COVID, which was an amazing episode. And uh, we have also seen y'all on the Chris Jericho cruise. And this is, I'm just so proud of y'all because it's just, like you said, a whole diversity palette of different styles and, uh, you know, with the men and women on there, it's just incredible. And I see how, how you're living your dreams through that. And uh, even though on the cruise, I was like this. <laughs> yeah, like, you're doing so great, honey. Ah. And all the fans are like, that's your daughter. I'm like, I know. I know. And I, I, I was so proud and, and just tickled to death because you're out there being who you are. And that's all I've ever asked you and Sherilyn to be was whatever you're going to do, be happy because I'll be your biggest cheerleader. I don't care who you're going to date, who, what you're going to be in your job or whatever you decide to do was to be happy. And that's something that we strive for a long time because in our family, we weren't happy for a long time. Yeah. And I we think were. as a mom, I just, I wanted my kids to be at peace of what they wanted to do because when y'all were good, then I was good. Cause I, I couldn't live your life for you. And I could really screw that up if I tried doing that. <laughs> no, honestly, like you being really supportive, especially of what I do with the Vaudettes, especially with what I do with wrestling. Cause wrestling is, this blessing and curse in our family and it's um like you've always been really supportive especially because I get a lot of negative feedback because of what I do with the Vaudettes because of what I do with burlesque and and I think it's I don't know why people think like because I'm Eddie Guerrero's daughter and because y'all know him and because you they know you apparently I am not okay to have sexuality or to have confidence in my body or to do what I love to do and it's actually, it's like, no, I'm a person. And like, I, this is what, this is how I'm creative. I choreograph a lot for them and they've let me do that. And we work together and we have amazing other choreographers and it's just, I love what I do there. And I think even if dad didn't maybe like our content very much, I think he would have been really supportive of the fact that I'm excelling, I'm doing really well and I'm happy I'm so happy and I get to keep wrestling in my life like I've been uh an announcer for wow women of wrestling on yeah. and I love that I have that position I get the best seat in the house and I get to watch my friends uh you know wrestle and god bless them they mess with me so much I'm talking about <laughs> Rosa talking about you um yeah, but you know now, oh go, go ahead go ahead go ahead babe Oh, no. And then I was just going to like segue into and now when AEW called um, to have me announce for the Women's Tag Team Cup tournament, I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing because I love yeah. announcing and I love the broadcast team and what they do for wrestling and and whatnot. So it's very exciting. Yeah. So just a little bit of wow. So uh, the women are wrestling is kind of staggered off a little bit because of COVID. So it's been it's been down for for the past few months um, and you were the announcer for them. Uh, and I got to even see you perform at a Comic-Con, which was incredible. It's funny how our, our, our paths cross. You're in Chicago, I'm in Houston, but with work, 
I see you more on the road than I do on a family vacation. Sad. It's like, oh no, but it's also really great. I mean, like not a lot of people can say like, oh yeah, I'll see you at work, mom. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, okay. So the, the great, the great thing that's just recently happened is, um, well, I've been signed to all elite wrestling and you came in for the women's tag team cup tournament. Uh, I, I knew you were coming in, which is a great surprise when they broadcasted it, you know, on, on this past Monday. Um, you did an amazing job. And I know everybody was giving you such a hard time because of how you're going to announce your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> you know, and everyone was just like, you know, well, how's that mom announcing going to be? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I got other stuff to worry about. <laughs> but um, how's it feel? Because I'm pretty proud that my daughter is on All Elite Wrestling and, and being featured as the announcer for the women's tournament. Uh, and you looked beautiful and your style of announcing is very different. And I know that, uh, your good friends are Justin Roberts and he's always blown away by your talent. Um, aside from me being there and being part of the tournament, how was it for you? And you talked a little bit about the locker room. Uh, it is quite the different atmosphere than the other side that we've been used to. Uh, it, tell us about how your experience was when you walked into the arena and your first day was. For sure. No, um, I mean, as you know, I was very nervous uh, just because like, I'm like a champion at putting pressure on myself because I'm like, I just want to do the best job ever because I don't want them to feel like, like, I don't know what I'm doing or anything like that. And so, and I just want to make the best impression ever. But when I walked in, everyone was so nice. Like all the guys, it was crazy because it was kind of like a homecoming a little bit because there's a lot of FCW guys that I worked with. And I was like, what's up, man? Um, it was really, really, really fun. All, but like, especially like, I think in the past when going into women's locker rooms, when it comes to wrestling, and I'm sure also in the dance world, I've experienced this, like when a new person walks in, there's a, there's like a, a tension. Cause it's like, Oh no, someone's coming for my spot. And I understand that because there's this, I mean, God, I've understood this mentality way younger than I probably should have because of growing we up. We were taught, you're taught that. You're taught. Yeah. Really yeah. So, and I remember I forever will regret when I was in FCW, I was one of those girls that gave attitude to the new girl and like, you know, kind of did like, oh, like, oh, whatever. Like I was, I was rude to new girls because I was scared they were coming for my spot. And I hate that. And I've apologized to who I've needed to apologize to for those actions. But like this, coming into this locker room at AEW, everyone was welcoming. Everyone was really kind. Like, um, there was respect amongst everybody. And like, when I got to watch, um, Dustin Rhodes, um, train the girls and whatnot, and like seeing everybody work together at different levels. And like, there was a respect, there was encouragement, like encouragement. What? <laughs> it was so. Like, there was a compliment. What? <laughs> yeah, it was just, people were encouraging each other and being really amazing. And so. Yeah. I felt, and like Dasha was very welcoming. Justin was, um, Justin Roberts was so wonderful with me. Brandy, like there were so many people that had a hand in helping me be successful there at AEW. That was like really, it meant so much. And like, um, I, I feel very honored that I got to do that. Um, I felt a I felt a little better this, um, the second day that we were filming because I was like, okay, I know how the flow goes now. Like, I feel like I'm feeling good, but literally everybody from top to bottom to production to, um, you know, everybody that handled paperwork and getting me there was just 
really wonderful. I feel very blessed that I got to be in that environment for a little bit. Yeah, so let's uh, give your opinion of what it's like to perform without an audience because that's something that I, I had, it took me back a little bit being at AEW because uh, when I went with them first, there was an audience in Garland, Texas, and that was in December of 2019. And then, you know, I, I came back a couple of times, but then now being a superstar and managing Nyla Rose, uh, it's very different. And I had to really listen to the voices in my head to say, man, you're doing a great job. Like they're, they're fooling for you right now. And I'm, I'm getting everyone pumped up. How was it for you? Cause it's very different atmosphere. It's super different. Like, I feel like I've always felt like this with whether it's an acting audition, dance audition, or with working with wrestling. Like, I would much rather go out and perform or audition or do anything for 10,000 people than I would for two. Like, for some reason, I'm like, you two people, I feel like I can read you and like know that you're judging me or not. <laughs> And so, um, but thankfully, um, Cody Rhodes came out um, right before we did the women's tournament. And he was like, hey, if it feels weird, it's because it is. But it's really fun. <laughs> Have a great time. Like, he, he gave me so much encouragement and positivity that I was like, okay, cool. And um, literally, I had a little flub early, um, early on when I was announcing. And they were uh, in the truck and everything. They were really great about, like, no worries. Let's just do it again. <laughs> and uh, so, um, they were, everybody was just really professional, really great. Um, I miss the fans, like the fans, like, ugh, like we've always said, and dad has always instilled that you've always instilled that once you got in the business as well, like, you know, they're the reason why we get to do what we do. Yeah. And so without them there, it felt really weird. Um, but you know what though, I know they're here at home and like, we're doing every, I know AEW is doing everything that they can to make sure everything is safe for everybody. And when we do come back, it's going to be guns ablazing and it's going to be really great. So yes. it was weird. It was super weird. <laughs> so what, where do you see yourself if, if AEW said, Hey, you know, we can use another announcer or backstage interviewer. What, what's your mentality? I mean, are you ready to, uh, would you be ready to go, you know, on a schedule and, and be with, you know, be with us? Like, you know, right now we go every other week and tape, but they did, they, they do live shows like once a week, you know, which is a credible, incredible schedule that AEW has because yeah, I, they yeah. had to pinch me when I, when I, I knew for sure what the schedule was like, because I, I love the schedule. I mean, it makes the guys have time for their family and their kids and they get to rest and freshen up themselves, you know, before they go back on the road. Um, what, where do you see yourself if they, if they were to present that to you? Honestly, like I would, pretty much uh, jump at the opportunity if it happened. Um, I've had training from backstage interviewing to commentary to announcing. I've announced for a, a long time. And so um, I would love at wherever spot they would see me and where they feel I could contribute to the brand. I would absolutely love that opportunity, um, especially with knowing that I don't, I feel like there was always this, well, if you do this, you have to give up this. And I never liked that mentality. I'm like, I feel like I can do it all if yeah. I want to. And if there's a will, there's a way. And so if I still want to be a professional dancer with the Vaudettes and I want to work for AEW, that can happen. And I don't have to sacrifice like the well-being of my marriage, the fact that I, you know, have way too many animals. Like I don't have to sacrifice what also what also makes me happy. Um, and so that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I mean, if there's that, then you girl. 
<laughs> you know, that, that's something that's so great because AEW, you know, they allow people to have their own projects on the side. And um, on the other side, when I was there, uh, it was, they had a saying, everything that I wanted to dabble in. And that took away so much love of what I, ha of what I wanted to do, whether it was um, to be in a commercial or to be a, an ambassador for a store that I shopped at. I mean, it was always no, no, no. And here they're like, oh no, we welcome your podcast and, and we welcome you if you want to audition for a commercial. Yeah, you know, let us know what's going on. But how great is it that, because when we promote ourselves, we're not only promoting what we're doing, but we're promoting AEW. And I think that's so brilliant of an idea and how empowering it is for everyone to not only just be the superstar, but they're saying, hey, if I branch out here, I'm taking AEW with me and I'm going to promote everything that I am. I think well, that's just so great. Well, you've been a huge inspiration for how how I feel about, you know, how I want my career to go. And it's like, because you have your podcast, because you worked your ass off to get representation for acting and for commercials and whatnot. And like, and you have your family and you have your dogs and, you know, you have um, Chris and Sherilyn and you, you have all of this thing. And now you have AEW, which I know you've been itching to get in the ring for, uh, for years and like to be able to do what you do, which only yeah. you can do. And so... <laughs> Um, you've been a huge inspiration to where I know, I feel like, I guess with WWE and I get, it has, this mentality has made amazing superstars and, and that's amazing. But I feel like for me, like I, I'm, we come from a very extreme family. You always say like, I'm just like dad. I'm very like extreme with my thinking. It's all or nothing. <laughs> it's all or nothing. It's yeah. black and white. And the older I'm getting and the more I'm learning about people and our world and how I operate as a human, I'm like, I can't live in black and white. I need to live in a gray area. And that means I need to be able to have my hand in multiple things. I would be legit sad if someone told me you can only wrestle or you can only dance because yeah. I love both. Wrestling is my family. And there is just this, Every time I'm around it, it makes me itch and want to do more and be a part of the world because we grew up in it and I love it so much. But then I love producing and choreographing and dancing because that's something else I'm really good at. And so why not, why can't I do both? And this company allows it to happen for all of its superstars, which is freaking incredible. Well, and something else I was thinking about whenever we finished our loop is that, you know, you have the gun club who is Billy and Austin gun, who's father's son. Yes. And I thought, Oh my gosh, like if they did happen to hire Shaw, like we'd be like a mother daughter pairing mm -hmm. on the show where, you know, I'm managing, you know, the superstars and you're doing the backstage stuff. And I, I just think we'd have so much fun because, um, just playing a little bit with Dasha, you know, as an interviewer, I thought, man, if, if Shaw was interviewing me, I could oh just like, God. I could legally like just rip you apart with my looks and my words. And you still have to love me because that's my job. <laughs> we, I, I think we'd have such a fun time because we did a little bit at um, the performance center for WWE and it was a lot of fun. Like we, we had a little bit of taste of what it was like to work together. Yeah. yeah I sure. think, I think God just has things work out perfectly the way they're supposed to. And I, I, it's my prayer, you know, if AEW did have you come on and do some announcing and backstage stuff, we, we could kind of intertwine in those ropes, you know, and, and like in throughout the company. And 
I think we would be so fun and the fans would get a kick out of it because the only mother-daughter team I see out there, and correct me if I'm wrong, is probably Stephanie and Mrs. McMahon, Linda McMahon, were the mother-daughter. That's um, what I'm thinking, too, for, for, as far as popularity and whatnot. I haven't really seen too much and whatnot. Yeah. I don't um, think there's any other mother-daughter pairings out there. And so... Yeah, and let if I'm know, wrong, then fans, let us know. If we're, like, yeah, if I'm wrong, someone's gonna yell at me. So go ahead because I'm asking. But um, that just comes off the top of my head. But I think that'd be so cool to go down in history as you know, being part of the company like that. No, for sure. And like I think when when I was with FCW and WWE, um, like I only had eyes on wrestling. And don't get me wrong, I flirt with it all the time of like, ooh, I want to get back in there. When I was watching Dustin, <laughs> the girls, I was like, oh, I want to roll around. I want to go. I want to go. And I'm doing everything I can to make sure I'm in good shape if that ever did happen again. But um, you have to wear so many hats if you want longevity in the wrestling industry. And so I'm forever thankful that I got to get in the commentary booth and that I got to um, do some backstage interviewing and like announcing. I, announcing is my favorite. <laughs> like I really, really love announcing um, because you get to feed off the crowd and it's a live exchange and whatnot. Um, but I, I'm very forever thankful for all that and for managing too. Managing is so much fun. I know why you're addicted to it because it's just <laughs> control. Uh, it's control. <laughs> and you're you're in the thick of it and sometimes you get to get physical which is really fun and uh I don't know yeah wrestling is just this magical thing that will never leave the Guerrero family and I'm forever thankful that we as women are carrying it out in our own way and I'm forever thankful that I feel like I'm finally getting to the point where I'm like like, I'm not a disappointment. I think for the longest time, I thought I was a disappointment, especially because fans would let me know, like, oh, we're disappointed in you because I didn't become, like, their champion or I wasn't their version of what they wanted me to be, where it's like, I'm proud because I found a niche in wrestling that really fits me. And, like, I, I just love the broadcast team. It's really hard. People, it's, it's a lot harder than people think. And yeah. So, I encourage everyone to go to YouTube and check out the AEW Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament because uh, I was honored to be announced by my daughter. And I was trying to look at you when we were walking out, but the flames were so hot and the trophy was in the middle between me and Nyla. And I, I couldn't see you at all, but I could hear you. And I was like, oh my God, that's my daughter. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was me. Justin Roberts uh, gave, me, gave me some flack about that because he was like, that was the most biased I've ever heard and I was like yeah man I got a room with her like I can't I can't shoot the bed on that <laughs> but it was really fun announcing you guys it was fun announcing everybody I really enjoyed it it was crazy like um like just announcing I don't want to give anything away because we, we haven't fully uh you know aired all of the juiciness so yeah. that come every Monday at 7 um 7 p.m 6 p.m central time uh, but it more to come, but it was just so much fun. And I hope yeah. I can again in any kind of capacity whenever they need me. And so. how was it to introduce Medusa? Cause she is such a legend for the women's division and she's such a badass. Like a badass. I, I love her to pieces. How was that? Because not too many women have gotten to announce her. 
oh my god no I felt like really really because I didn't know I was announcing her until like right before like literally right before we were gonna start taping and they were like oh yeah you're gonna announce um Medusa because I thought it would like I thought I had to come up with a spiel to introduce the show and it turns out no I got to announce Medusa instead for her to do it and I was just like so I, I marked out a little, I was trying to be cool. Um, and then I marked out even more because later on that night, um, I was watching her watch matches and like hearing her commentary and like what she would do different and like, or, you know, why this was happening. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Such a legend. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And I think that was like really cool too with AEW was just it was all a learning experience at the same time of this like super high professionalism that was happening. It was just a really wonderful environment to, to grow and flourish and um, just, and have fun. I think that was the thing. I haven't felt like wrestling has been fun in a really long time. I have a lot of fun at WOW, but like this was a completely different animal and it, the joy was brought back in wrestling for me. Yeah. It's such a fun place to work. It's really, yeah, it's just creativity goes, it's limitless. And I I love that about the day is that you're not confined to a piece of paper that says this, and that's all you can say. It was, you know, they're letting you be you. And I think that's so incredible. Mm -hmm. No, most definitely. So it was really cool. It was really cool to watch you work and hear you scream in such close proximity to me. So it was great. So that that brings me to our next little section that I want to talk about. Uh, You growing up as my daughter with me being on the show. um, Some things that I I struggled with uh, being part of WWE and and traveling so much was leaving you and Sherilyn behind because when when dad was on the road, y'all had me. So it wasn't like y'all still had one of us at home to to get, you know, keep things going. Describe how it is to be a kid that's growing up, you know, you lost dad and then now your mom is in this whole, you know, new industry. How was that for you? I mean, because you share this with very little of the kids, you know, that are growing up in the wrestling world. So what is your intake from that? Because we went through nannies, some crazy nannies. Uh, Yeah. And you weren't, you weren't home too much for it because you were maybe like the last four years that I was on the road. How was that for you? Honestly, I feel like I adjusted better than Sherilyn did. And that like, and I only say that because like I'm five years older than her. So like when you were going on the road consecutively, believe me, there was a, uh, there was an adjustment. Like I didn't want anybody I didn't know in our house. Like I, I had a hard time adjusting to the nannies, I guess, just because I was like, ugh, like, I don't like you telling me what to do, or I don't like, um, or I guess like, that's not how mom does it. Like, you know, like little things like that, which were like, they were fine for me. I think, like I said, because Sherilyn was younger, she had to deal with that a lot more. Um, I was already in high school for the most part. And I had like my, my driver's license. Like I was pretty much going and doing whatever. And I was pretty lame in high school. Like I didn't go to like the parties or anything like that. Like lucky for you. I was pretty tame, I feel like. Uh, I've waited for my wild streak, I guess, for now. Now. (laughs) (laughs) 
happening now. Um, Shelly Shelly was a rebel, and I'm going to interview her later on, but she was the rebel of the family that kept me on my toes. Oh, yeah. Sherilyn uh, was a rebel. It was hard when you weren't home, I guess, because of me and Sherilyn, but it had had so much, and, like, we argued a lot, and it was, I think it was hard because I feel like, I feel bad, I think, because I retreated into my own world so much because I was going through my own stuff. And I, my one regret with growing up, I wish I was a better big sister for her and more of a rock for her. I was so just focused on me. And I feel awful about that all the time because I think I, I didn't relate to her. We were always arguing and I never wanted to be around her because we were arguing so much and it was just always butting heads. And I now see as an adult, I was like, she was hurt and she was having a hard time. And that's why she was lashing out. That's why when we were interacting, it was so volatile. And that was because she needed more love and affection and attention. And I wasn't seeing that. I was just like, that, that's a lot of drama. Bye. And I went off and did my own thing. And that's like, maybe that was what I needed, but it wasn't beneficial for Sherilyn. And so I feel really bad about that. Um, but as far as you and I, I felt like we did pretty well. Like our adjustment was pretty good when you went on the road. Cause I felt like me and you were really, really tight. It felt like you would vent to me a lot or like I would help you with your outfits and I felt involved and um, I always loved going backstage with you. And so like, I, I liked it. I felt like me and you were really close when dad passed away because we had to be. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, but yeah, I, I would be very interested in Sherilyn's take because I think she had a harder time than I did. Yeah, I, I think uh, what I regret the most is just missing so much of y'all's growing up and especially you in your high school because I missed football games when you were dancing on the team. Uh, and so I think when I came home, I tried to like, uh, micromanage every minute that I was home for those two days because I just wanted to grab everything that y'all were doing and be there for all of it and it's impossible and that's something that I regret so much is even though the the you know the paycheck was helping us and and I was you know providing for everything that was going on it was still like it, it was a void in my heart because I missed so much of y'all's memories in high school and y'all's relationships with you know having a boyfriend or having your heart broken I mean I was having the nanny tell me oh well they're crying because you know someone broke up with them and man that's just devastating as a mom because I'm sitting in the room and even I had Tamina and you know Serona and she's just like watching me cry and what do you do like mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing you can do except just go home and hug y'all and say, and I really do love y'all and I'm sorry, but it's hard. I mean, and having, yeah. So, I mean, that had to have been, there had to have been like some, a lot of, you know, just conflicts with y'all being, you know, being mad that I was on the road and yeah, this is the most important time in y'all's lives is high school. Well, first of all, I want to tell you like, I, and I, I've told you this before, but like, I feel like I understood a little bit better than Sherilyn just because she was so young. Like she was in middle school. Like you don't understand these things until you start making money and start like figuring out, Oh shit, like everything costs something. (laughs) But like, I knew you were providing for us and you were working really hard and you were dealing with a lot of negativity at work and a lot of mean people at work and like on top of the fans and you were, you, you had a lot going on and you had to become 
like dad took care of everything when he was alive and you have when he died he didn't have any ends tied together like it was a shit show and you yeah. had to you had to go into mom and dad mode and provider mode and like deal with a lot of shit like that just a lot yeah. <laughs> um and so I felt like I, I understood that more. And so I was never mad at you. Sometimes I would feel, I feel like the one time I did feel alone and like, I wasn't mad that you were gone. I was just very sad that you weren't there was when we heard about Chris Benoit and what happened with Nancy and just the whole, the whole situation. And, um, and I remember like you t- called us, you called me on, on the phone and you were like, are you sitting down? And I was like, well, shit. That's I remember good. that. Yeah. I feel like after dad died, like we would get really like me and Sherilyn are forever weird. Like we're still weird about this. We're like, we kind of expect the worst sometimes. It's like who died? And it's yeah. like, and I don't mean that in a comedic way. I feel like people use that all the time. Like who died? But it's like, no, it's really serious for us. Like we, we ended up developing some weird things. Like, um, I don't know if you remember, like we didn't hear from you, like for whatever reason on the road, me and Sharon would start freaking out, like freaking yeah. out and like, Oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And we, we just assumed the worst. And so Sharon's still like that too. She has to hear from me when I'm traveling. I'm like that with Matt now. Like if yeah. I don't hear from him at first or, or amount of time, or if his phone dies out, I get really panicky. Um, but like, that was the one time was, I felt like I needed to be alone and cry and figure out how I was feeling about all those things. And my family, like, like our nanny just didn't know how to handle all that. And God bless her. Like that was huge news for Sherilyn and I like, and you weren't there. So she was just like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) um, But, but no mom, I feel like I was never mad at you. I feel like, and when you were home, you made it optimal. Like you were like, let's do this. Let's do this. I still remember you would do the cutest things for us. Like when you invited my best friend, Cynthia, who is still my best friend, by the way, you invited her over and we had Sherilyn and we got vampire movies and we got like all junk food and we just had a vampire night because we were Twilight at the time. So I remember you would just do really cute things to really try and connect with us. And you did your best mom with literally a shit hand that was dealt to you so oh, let's let's talk about real quick before we're, we're almost done here uh the crazy nanny who was getting high on uh hairspray and uh was it so okay <laughs> okay so we had a nanny and i was overseas in england i was gone for two weeks and you were in new mexico state because you were going to school college yeah uh, yeah her name was uh Oh my God. Crystal? I don't know. Was it Crystal? I don't even know. Or was that what she was smoking? <laughs> no, so, no, I don't remember what her name is, but I always vowed. I was like, if I see her on the street, she gonna get it. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Olivia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, no last name for no yeah, last so, name for classy. But yeah, I'll let, so every time before I would fly back to from Europe to the States, I always called the girls to let's sit, you know, hear from them, let them know I'm taking the flight, I'll I'll talk to them and you know, twelve hours, whatever it was. I had to always call you guys just to I always called y'all. I mean, we're always calling each other. Right. And uh you called me, and I'll let you take it from here, that uh Shellen wasn't home yet from school. 
Okay. Okay. Oh my or god. Or Shelly called. No. Said- oh my god. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna try and remember this as I'm explaining it. Okay. So I'm at college. Like, and thankfully, New Mexico State is only like an hour. It should About be an hour and a half, but the way I drive, it's an hour um, from <laughs> from there to our house. And so I believe I remember Sherilyn calling and being a little weirded out. She was like, hey, Olivia is in mom's bedroom and she won't come out. And I'm like, what the fuck you mean she won't come out? And I was like, because I was like, I don't know. I think I had a bad day. I danced for like eight hours that day. And I was like, what the fuck? I can't. And she, I was like, what do you mean she won't come out? And Sharon's like, well, I'm hungry. And like, she won't come out. And that broke my fucking heart. I was like, what the? I was like, you're hung- you're hungry? And like, and she's not coming out of the goddamn house. Hold on. And like, I literally like sped, sped from New Mexico all the way to El Paso, like, like barged in the door, bar- banged on the fucking door. I was like, Olivia, what the fuck? Are you okay? Because I was like, wait, first check if she's okay. Nothing. And Sherilyn is so weirded out. She is just like, what the hell's going on? I told her to go in her room and like, I'm like banging, not hearing anything, banging, not hearing anything. And then I think I went to the backyard because you had a bedroom that like you had some windows like that would look into your bathroom and, and a door that went into your room. And so, but she had all the blinds drawn and whatnot. And, but I'm in the backyard. And I'm poking around and we have our dogs. Like, I, I forget which dogs we had. I think it was Frijolito and, and Cassie Chola? and Chola. Yeah. Chola. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, great names, by the way. <laughs> um, They're from Friends. Joey was from Friends. Joey was from Friends. Chola because Chola. And then uh, Frijolito because it's a bean. Anyway, um, but yeah, I go in the backyard and the dogs are kind of like sniffing around the corner of the backyard. And there's like tinfoil and hairspray cans and like something else. Like, I don't know. There was just some other like canisters, like just empty canisters. And I was like, what the fuck? And like, I was like, this don't look good. It don't look good. But it was behind our, we had a wall of like a smoke pit. So there was yeah. a, a wall. So you yeah. had to walk behind there where there's trees. So yeah. she, had to, she had to physically walk behind there to hide all her shit. Honestly, I just have, like, a vision of her as Smeagol from, like, Lord of the Rings, like, my precious, in the back, like, in the <laughs> like, like, snorting. I don't know. But, like, I don't know. And that's the thing. And I'm trying to remember, I think eventually she unlocked the door because I think I was getting more and more violent yeah. with her. Like, not violent with her, but, like, violently, like, like open the Louder. door. What's going on? I was like about to call 911. I think that's what scared her because I was about to call 911 because I thought she might she might be passed out or something. And eventually she opened the door. She looked like shit. Like uh, meanwhile, like, Shaw, I've I've talked to you and you're letting me know what's going on. Yeah. And, oh I'm, my God. and I'm at the airport listening to you tell me everything that's going on. I'm like, what? the fuck and you're in another country you must have been so stressed out mom like i cried the whole flight home thinking of what was going on in my house yeah i I had to tell you what was going on because you were like what the fuck's going on and Sherilyn was just scared and i was just like oh my god i don't even know i just knew i needed her i needed to get her help and i also needed to get her the f out of the house and so, oh my God, I'm trying to remember, Mom, what happened after that. I feel like it was all a blur because we were all so angry. I think, did you come home when she was still in the room? I was landing and her boyfriend had just come picked her up. 
her boyfriend came to pick her up. You're right. But and I told her, her ass better stay at the house because I, I was going to deal with her when I got there and it scared right. her. Yeah, that's what happened. I remember, and you were pissed. Like, you were giving it, yeah. you were, like, giving her a verbal, like, beating outside the house. And then, and then, so, okay, crazy lady leaves. Like, she needs to go handle her shit. She left your room, like, a mess. And, like, like all the shades were drawn. Like, the TV was on. And there was, like, more canisters in your room. And yeah. Like and in your bathroom. Like, she yeah. was, she was, like, partying hard in your she room. She had liquor bottles in my room. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was a lot. And then, but do you remember like the next day you were like, let's check the security cameras. Cause we had like this place was Fort, <laughs> this place was Fort Knox. We had so many freaking cameras like outside the house because we've had break-ins before when we yeah. were younger. So I, you were just always really cautious, but like we checked and we would see her sneak in the backyard and like hunch, hunch, sniff, sniff, like in the corner. And then apparently she was leaving Sherilyn like by herself in the middle of the night. Remember, like, she would peace out in the middle of the night while Sherilyn was home alone. And, yeah, yeah, she was just, like, she would just peace out, like, at three in the morning. And we were like, oh, my God. It was not cute. Yeah, and, you know, I tried to follow the police report, and I couldn't even find her after that. Like, no, like she disappeared from El Paso. Like, you can find someone in El Paso pretty easy, if you know, if you look a little bit. Not yeah. even the address where she had put all her information. When I, I could find her. Yeah. It was so weird. Shit. I don't know. I just like, obviously she was sick. She wasn't doing well, which was kind of crazy. Cause I'm like, maybe I'm like, was I not noticing? Like she was always really great. Like really. Yeah. Um, and with Sherilyn, Sherilyn loved her. And like, um, but yeah, uh, that was weird. <laughs> and I still vow if I ever saw that woman on the street, I'd be like, I'm, I'm going to talk to you. Oh, yeah. I still kept her driver's license picture, so if I ever see her. <laughs> it was just really weird that she, like, literally went off the face of the planet. And, like, yeah. we could, I remember, I think it was MySpace back then, but, like, we couldn't find her on MySpace. We couldn't find her, like, anywhere. It was so weird. I think we had Facebook back then, right? I'm yeah, yeah, we did. That's <laughs> where I stopped them. <laughs> trying to remember. Um, but, yeah, that was weird. But then, eventually, we had a better nanny, like, a way better nanny come in. After Birdie. That. Yeah, Birdie was great. Yeah. Birdie was, Birdie was awesome because she looked like this. She looked like what Mary, what a modern-day Mary Poppins would look like, but she was, like, hard. Like, don't fuck with Birdie. <laughs> like, yeah. She yeah. was a strong Mexican lady who, like, cooked good. She, she would tell Sharon how it is and what she was going to do. Like, yeah, she kept Sharon in life. Yeah, you don't mess with her, man. Like, she, <laughs> like, she, Birdie was my, was my favorite. And before then, we had um, our cousin Roxy, which Roxy, I thought she did yeah. a really good job. Me and Roxy were really close. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun together because, like, we were really close with your family back then. Um, yeah. Anthony and Roxy were our, our cousins that we just fell in love with. Like, we loved yeah. them. So, yeah. Wow. But, shot. <laughs> I have enjoyed this so much with you. I've wanted to have you on for so long and um, having you at AEW and working with you and rooming with you and spending time with you and having breakfast, all those things just made me such a happy mama and just so, I'm so proud of you and I love you with all my heart. I'm so happy that uh, you're with Matt and you guys have this amazing life together and um I'm a little pissed that y'all are, y'all are so far away, but when the kids come, I will be oh. there all the time. <laughs> you need to wait a couple more years for those kids. I know, I know, I know. 
No, honestly, like I feel very, very lucky and very blessed. Like I know I've had a very privileged um, upbringing in wrestling, especially with being able to walk into, you know, um, like FCW and be able to like come into AEW with you, but, and be able to have you with like there with me. I'm very, very lucky that you like you shepherded me throughout the experience pretty much but also like for you encourage me to have confidence and faith in my talent and what I bring to the table and to keep going with that and so I hope that could be you know in the future like I hope I can continue to announce for amazing companies like AEW um in the future but you never know we'll see there's lots, there's lots out there in the world um, to get but, done, but I'm very thankful to have you with me. Well, just know that um, I, I may be there with you and I, and I encourage you, but your work is what employs you. And so your talent is something you've done all by yourself. And I'm so proud of you. And I love you to the moon and back. And um, thank you for sharing your stories on my show. And to, I'm so honored to have my family on the show. And this is really cool. And um, I loved reminiscing. Like it's it's hard to reminisce because we've had such a there's a like, lot of shit. <laughs> there's a lot of shit. Like we haven't even. This was like guys. I'm I'm being so serious. Like we haven't even tapped the iceberg of what we've gone through. I guess just oh god. <laughs> but yeah. this was really fun, and I'm so blessed to have a mom like you that has taught me to be a badass and to take care of you and make sure you got your ducks in a row and, you know, to keep dreaming and the fact that you've been supportive throughout that whole thing, no matter how sexy my endeavors get, you are, you are very supportive and I appreciate I'm, that. I'm always cheering you on and I'm your biggest cheerleader and I love you and uh, I'll see you very soon at AEW again because we're going on to the next round of the AEW uh, Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament mm. and um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I will see you soon and I love you very much. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye, Changa. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of the Excuse Me podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast platform. Check out our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash excusemevicky. Or follow me on Twitter and Instagram and email us at excusemevicky at outlook.com with questions or comments. Until next time, excuse me!